0: Welcome in. It's that time of the week. Motown rundown. It is
1: what day is it, Trent? It's Friday. Is it really? It is Friday, June 4th. It's Friday
0: it's Sunday. Mm-hmm. You guys like
1: that song? I dude, I, don't, I
0: Collins. I thought you were having a stroke to be completely yeah, honest. I, I don't
1: even know what song that what was. Was I going Transformer?
0: Nothing, nothing about what you just did was coherent.
2: <laughs> Wait, Trent, did you know what I was doing? That song?
1: No, I, I don't know what song that was what okay you guys just don't well, okay okay whatever. maybe sing I, it again
2: kind of sing it again i don't know sing it again sing it again i i don't, I don't think i'm even seeing the lyrics right but it's like oh clearly not. I, then, it's saturday sunday Ooh, you know what i'm saying that you've never nope. heard that nope
0: no. all right well we'll move on from that the counts i don't I, I can't
2: Ryan i can't uh How
0: i can't you not sit here because i don't even know what you're saying okay i, I don't know, know what you're saying gotcha whatever it's friday happy friday guys um trent i know you have some things to get off your chest here actually hold on how does my audio sound good sounds great we
1: we should we should stroke the fact that rav's got a new mic we got to talk about it thank you for a sec
0: yeah i would like i would like to stroke the fact that i got a new mic that just goes to show we don't get paid to do this show and i spent my hard-earned money of all things in the world i could have bought what? I could have bought a dozen golf balls. I could have taken someone out to dinner. Could have bought a couple tickets Tigers for Tigers <laughs> game.
2: Well,
0: Yeah, first you need to find someone to take. Yeah. I was to but, um, but I spent the money on a microphone. So I hope this takes the show to a new level. And I feel the one thing I do like is that I, I finally figured out after 10 minutes of sitting in the waiting room on Zoom of not figuring out how to be able to hear people. I can now hear myself talk through my headphones like we're in the studio. So, it's good to be back. Who's back of the week? Microphones. There you go. Studio rams. So, yeah, that's my commitment to so the what's show. What's it called? Thank TV. We, we were going to
2: record last night, right? And then TV said, I gotta watch LeBron locked in.
0: Yeah, shocking.
2: And it did not go well.
1: That's not exactly what I said. What I said was I'm going to be hammered. No, watching you said
0: you're going to get hammered
2: I, and watch the Lakers. Yes, yeah, so but
1: that, that could go one of two ways. That could be that could mean I'm getting hammered because LeBron is advancing, or it could mean I'm getting hammered because he got eliminated. And it's the latter, unfortunately for me and the rest of the American sports world, unless you're an idiot and hate greatness. So well, I, what's it called? Did you watch
2: Undisputed today?
1: No. I also. <laughs> I also deleted all social media for a couple days because I just don't want to deal with oh the negativity and the backlash. Trent, what do you Trent mean? You oh my a, god,
0: you need a you need a burner. Do you have a burner? No. You need a burner.
1: I, I you if would I be got a, electric okay, if if I got a burner. Oh, that
2: LeBron, would be like you would just literally post on every like Matt's Tellerman thing, just be like, "You're a bum. You're a bum. Joe or something like that."
1: Dude, I did catch a little bit of first take, like on my way down here. My dad was watching it, and. Just, just brutal takes from Max today, but, but whatever. I, I, he, that's not worth our time. I want is Lebron a, done. Trent? That's what everyone's asking. Is he done? No. Retire? Like he's retiring? He's done. Well, <laughs> so Collins is trying to light my fuse, and it's kind of working. So, Trent, I, I Trent need,
0: say what you have to say. I,
1: I need a couple minutes here, and, and guys, I don't ask for much on this show, but I, I got to get through this uninterrupted, and then I want your thoughts because if I, if I go off the rail, okay. it's just going to take way longer. And we don't exactly have a lot of Detroit stuff today, so I, I just want to get through this, okay? This is my yep. LeBron James. This is the, Trent's ballot by LeBron is washed. This is my – This is my. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Colin's, Colin's wishes, that's what I was about to talk about. This is my expose on the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers' six-game series loss in the first round of the Phoenix Suns. So if you have followed anything I've ever done for the impact, whether it is – this podcast, which happens to be my favorite, Impact is Zone, Karina Wireport, with my good buddies, Collins, Rabs, Julian. Or even like my writing, you know I'm a LeBron. Uh, people call them bronze sexuals. Like I'm a LeBron, like just, like just <laughs> Who I'm a, calls a, them that? a no, wait, wait. Yes, everyone calls them bronze. You never heard that? Nope. No. All over Twitter. Okay. LeBron stands. I haven't heard
2: LeBron sexuals. Bronze sexual. Okay, your bronze sexual continue, sorry. Okay. Sorry, I said I was not being I'm not being interrupted. No, no, no,
1: you're sorry. good. You're good. This is just the intro. He's the, he's the greatest ever in my mind. It's it's a debate, but it's like it's pretty easy to settle for me. But that we're not going to do that. I'm not going to do the MJ versus LeBron thing today. It's not worth the time. I, I will endure those conversations over the next six months when I got to listen to people talk about how he's washed, as Collins just alluded to. I won't mention the fact that it took LeBron two decades to lose in the first round, and it took Michael two years. But that's neither here nor there. Whatever. I won't, I won't do all that. Now let me shift to this, and this is my big soapbox little point that I want to make. I hope all of the LeBron haters out there, and I know there's not any on this podcast. I know you, Collins is like lukewarm on LeBron, doesn't love him. Ravs loves LeBron. So I, I just want to say this to the LeBron haters. I hope I hope you kick him while he's down right now because this might be your last <laughs> shot to do it. This this might be your last shot to do it while he's on top. Like to Collins's point, we could be watching the demise of LeBron slowly before our eyes. However, like I, I – I think he's still the best player in the world when he's healthy. And I don't think he was healthy in the series, but I'm not making excuses because he still should have been in attack mode more, but he lost. So if you're going to hate, you got to hate. Now you have a full summer and early fall to hate on the greatest ever. He's still a top three player in the world. No matter how good people play in the playoffs here, like Kevin Durant, Kawhi, all these guys that people want to put ahead of him. Like he's still top three, no one's kicking him out of the top three. So I will shift to this. As I mentioned before, LeBron wasn't 100%. Not necessarily giving him him an excuse, but 29 points, nine boards, and seven assists in an elimination game is pretty good. I'll take that. So I'm looking at the guys around him. What isn't cool is the sub-30% from three-point range that the Lakers shot in this series, and the fact that nobody except Wesley Matthews every 40th minute could hit a three-pointer. So that's real nice. The story of LeBron's career is that he makes the right play instead of taking the dumbass ISO fadeaway game winner. And I know it's not sexy, but it's right. And that is why LeBron has more playoff game winners than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant combined. People don't want to talk about it. I will. That isn't the point though. He makes the right play and his best success has come when he's surrounded by guys like Ray Allen and Shane Battier and J.R. Smith and Kyrie Irving. The fact that Rob Palenka, who is literally only a general manager because he was Kobe Bryant's agent, Got aroused, as Rabs likes to say, and gave Kyle Kuzma a new deal last summer. Speaks to the incompetence of the Los Angeles Lakers front office right now. Kuzma blows. He is terrible. He is awful. I'm blaming this on Kuzma. No, no, no. I'm I'm just let him go. Let him go.
0: You said you wouldn't interrupt. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm
1: just going into the supporting cast. Kendrick Perkins had a fantastic take this morning. And, and I won't oh, spend too God. much time on it, but he said, he said, don't come at me with LeBron mess because I had to change the channel. So my kids weren't picking up bad basketball habits from Kyle Kuzma. I thought that was hilarious. I laughed out loud. So my point is this, you've got to get LeBron some shooters. I, I need, and, and I need the LeBron haters to keep the same energy. I'm almost done. I need the LeBron haters to keep the same energy because you cannot have it both ways. The same people who are saying that LeBron and the Lakers won an illegitimate ring in the bubble and are not making a single mention of the fact that because they went so deep in the bubble they also got a much shorter offseason than everyone else did and for an aging star and a guy who can't stay healthy like anthony davis that's a pretty big disadvantage but no one wants to talk about it because they won and i get it neither here nor there last thing kick the king while he's down changes are coming i don't know what they are schroeder won't be back drummond won't be back Maybe LeBron will switch teams. LeBron I wouldn't. Sucks. I personally wouldn't mind if LeBron switched teams. Collins knows about the poster I have in my room with the Lakers logo taped over. I'm not bizarre. a Lakers fan. It is actually one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. In my I life. I hate the Lakers, but my LeBron love trumps everything. Unless he were to go to like the Bulls or something. But pull these receipts. I'm rooting for the Phoenix Suns. They got no shot to win at all. But I'm rooting for him. Devin Booker, hometown kid. He balled out last night. By the way, 47, I think. Nasty. But I'm, I'm riding with the Suns or the Bucks, anyone but the Nets. And, and, and this is what I will close with. Anthony Davis, can you take one offseason seriously? Maybe you won't be hurt. And you can maybe play more than 70 games for the third time in your career. Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, stop being a meme and just learn how to shoot threes. Like, it's just the joke's out. It's over. Dennis Schroeder, hope you get a decent contract this summer because you certainly didn't earn one in L.A. Frank Vogel. You are one of 30 NBA coaches in the world. And for you to start a lineup in game five of the playoffs that has never started together, let alone played a single minute together on the court is blasphemous to me. Or Frank Vogel, maybe you should give the reigning six man of the year, Montres Harrell, who you went out and plunged for and gave a new deal, some decent playing time over Markeith Morris in an elimination game. That might help. Andre Drummond, the ex-Piston. I love him. He didn't get a single minute last night. Frank Vogel. Cause stayed- he sucks. Collins, Markeith Morris, 20 I watched five, the 5, ain't series. I'm uh, going to let you
2: finish. I'm going to let you finish, Trent, before I yell back at you.
1: No, you're good. This is my last, is my last thing, and I know I've said that six times. This is actually my last thing. LeBron, I am sorry. I still love you. Go get a ring in 2022. It's going to be a long, worthwhile wait. You're still the greatest ever do it. And if people want to hold a playoff series two decades, in, after two decades of dominance against you, they got their own demons to face. And that is all. I, that is that is all. Thank you for the floor. I appreciate it a lot. That is my expose on the Lakers. If you guys want to spend any time on it? We can. Otherwise, we can roll into Detroit sports, much more pleasant things. But Collins has his hand up, so go for it. Oh, what's the problem? I think the whole like storyline is it's just like LeBron is not the guy he
2: was in like 2017, which is reasonable. He's a 35 year old dude. What are you? What is that? Because he, he was Stop. playing the best caliber basketball of like all time, Ravs. Just because he's not like that anymore, <laughs> people are going to get on him. I, like, no, no, Colin, that's that... – not getting on LeBron. No, like, Colin, Hey, he's not that dude anymore. He's not the dude who put up like 50 in Golden State, like 50-10. What did he put up in game one where Jr shot yeah. himself in the foot? 51-9, and
1: nine, I think.
2: It was uh, – he was in the... – he's not at that point anymore, which is fine. He's still top-10 player in the league, but when he has no help around him – and he doesn't have that, like the physical. And I think you're right, Trent. He was banged up, like they just weren't gonna win. They and, and, and it, I, I don't think it's crazy to say or being a LeBron hater, he's just not the same player he was two to three years ago. And it doesn't help that he's banged up. First of all, about the Frank photo, Montres Harrell sucks, he can't play any defense, that's why he didn't play. Well, Andrew he- Drummond shouldn't even be. I, the fact that the Detroit Pistons gave him a match contract after watching him for more than one season is insane to me. And I loved that the national media actually got to watch him. You're like, oh, he provides nothing that matters. Nothing. Oh, he rebounds. Cool. No, who else rebounds? Like my, the my, like rookie. my <laughs> brother could rebound in the NBA. My six, five brother, you just put him out there and they bounce out from, he might be able to grab eight boards. In today's NBA, no one cares about rebound anymore. There's nothing offensively to them. And if you're going to play 80 at the four, I can't think of a worse person to play the five than Andre Drummond. And you'll be like, oh, but LeBron pick and roll stuff. He still clogs the lane. He stints. The fact that Marcus Saul wasn't playing before Andre Drummond after game one when you saw it was stupid. And then, like, the biggest problem was like, this team is top heavy. It's LeBron and AD. Yeah. That's just how it is. It's not like a, it's not going to be like a cohesive effort where this team step and you're paying both those guys so much money. You're going to need to hit on some draft fits. And when 80s hurt, they're just not going to win. And it was, well, this is 20. what I, it's this, not like. A,
1: that's a great point. Collins. And I, I agree with you. That's why I'm saying it, it to, to me, it's more about what the Lakers haven't done because like, Maybe last year in the bubble, yeah. They made,
2: I, they made some weird moves this offseason that didn't Dude, pan they out.
1: just get on some shooters, not not Wesley Matthews and Dennis Schroeder. Like those Schroeder guys was, Schroeder had zero in game five. Like I, can't I know, deal but what's it called? Schroeder, I, I
2: think you like this team was banged up all year. You really think about it, your two best players missed like what a half a year, basically. Yeah, two best that, players That's in. exactly – was really good at the beginning of the year. This team, when you saw them in the first 20 games, you're like, wow, this team, like – they might be better than the team that won the championship. And then they had a bunch of injuries and got weird and stuff. But, yeah, I, I – it's just like I, I don't know what people about out of Kuzma when he's playing, like, on a team with – like, say we LeBron. He's the best player of this generation. But, like, it, you're, if you're a young player, you're usually not playing good with LeBron unless your name's like Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like it just and never he doesn't really play well with those younger guys at this point of his career. So I, I, I don't know. Everyone's like, "Oh, Kuzma's trash." I'm like, they're not doing him any favors. Yeah. Like, what, like who do you expect Kuzma to do? He was a guy who got numbers on a bad team. I don't know. Yeah. This is a really no, weird discussion for a Motown Rundown thing.
1: Yeah, but well, like we, we can move. I, on. I don't think
2: it's crazy to be like, okay, the two top heavy players for the Lakers didn't produce this week and that's a very good Phoenix Suns team they lost and it's like LeBron might be banged up or he I'm not saying he's over the hill but he might just be moving into a different stage of his career where he's not the singular most dominant athlete on the world like he just might not yeah. be that guy anymore and Which I think that's, that's fair to say, to say
1: that that it's not you're right and I'd actually agree with you but what I'm saying is I, I just this team I, I'm as far as the X's and O's of basketball go, Collins, like that was perfect analysis. And I actually agree with everything you said. I'm just talking about more like the narrative of LeBron getting older. And this is literally well, yeah, the, this is literally the story of his entire career. Like people forget, like, even though I'm LeBron Le- LeBron and the Heat won in 2013, but people forget that like in game seven, Chris Bosch, who's now a Hall of Famer, zero points. Ray Allen in game seven, zero points. Like these guys that like people remember as like iconic LeBron teammates doesn't always work out, man. And sometimes LeBron has to come save the day. And now that he's a little bit older Collins, you're exactly right. It can't always happen. And the last thing I want to say is this, this team was a seven seed for a reason. Like I know they were the three seed before they got hurt, but then it was like they they dropped from two to seven because guys like Caruso and Wes Matthews and KCP and Andre Drummond were incapable of winning games without those two guys. And 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 after it's like they
2: the win, the third best player on a team. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Being serious. I don't know. I mean, probably it's him. Like, I don't even understand their roster. It I think it was sense,
1: it me. was Schroeder on paper, but he just sucked ass this series, man. And and he's trying to get a contract. I wish him the best. You know, I I actually don't. I don't wish him the best. He does not deserve to be what? a backup point guard on a good team anymore. Like he he blows, man. Go go collect a paycheck well, like the paycheck Sacramento but, well, or some shit. Get out of here. The thing about it was
2: like linking this back to Detroit as we probably are going to move into Detroit sports now yeah. is we were all pissed off because we're like, fuck, we want Derek Rose to go to the Lakers. Like there's that, there's the package for the Pistons that get good value out of Derek Rose. I guess I, I think the Lakers would have rather had Rose. a guy yeah. could actually fill it up. Did, did you see then how the guy, Rose I mean, he's next- way better defensively than Rose's, but like still, I mean, I feel like, in a series like this, especially with LeBron and AD dinned up, you know, I think Rose would have been the better package at this point, which kind of sucks for the Pistons because we had a second rounder and he was the best
0: player on a playoff team, basically, for the New York Nets. Yeah, he but was. Rabs, back to you.
1: Let's go, Rabs. Well, I
0: did have I did have one thing to add on the matter. Let's I'm go. just upset that the that the Lakers made me look bad because I had the Lakers to win the whole thing. Well, you so on on great, an, once
2: AD went down, all that stuff doesn't really care.
0: Well, it matter. I you'll you'll never hear me blame LeBron like this was not LeBron's fault. I think that well, like, he I actually he, think the Lakers he sp- sucked
2: last night. There's no secret about that. He was not great last night. Other than well, that, I don't put any of the blame on him.
0: I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that I have watched a second of playoff basketball geez. this year. I mean, like will wait until the finals, but I can tell you right now, like here in the it, I haven't the watched Lakers a second, sucked. but it wasn't LeBron's fault that they were down 25 after the first quarter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, feel yeah,
0: bad. Say that, I actually want him out of I want him out of LA. <laughs> I, I, I do too.
1: Rebs. I do too, Rabs. I would love this, that. His there's no way
0: his no way contract team. is up.
1: No, he's right? got two more years, I think. Two more.
0: Yeah, he is so, one out of LA. I mean, well, I don't know. I'm just I'm upset. So now before we move on to Detroit sports, I gotta find a new team. The Whoa, box. What's hey, it called? The box. What do I bandwagon? I'll tell you right now. There is, I think, I said this last week. There is no human on the planet that wants the Nets to lose more than I do. Why do you? Well, I don't get this. I you guys don't have to explain to me. I think it's
2: more of a if you're a big LeBron guy, you have this a huge hatred for the Nets. I want the Bucks to beat the Nets, no secret, because I love Giannis. No yeah, cap. Just, Giannis is like one of my favorite players in the league. Say no cap. But like I. I've also been a KD apologist forever because like KD was like my favorite player in the league before he we went to the Warriors, and then kind of like ruined that. But like I, you need to explain to me why everyone hates Brooklyn. I like is to it me just very Kyrie?
1: No, 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 no. To me, it's very simple. It's because you got three <laughs> of the most abrasive superstars in the history of the game. Like seriously, it's like Kyrie is yeah, very polarizing. James I like, Harden is just annoying because he goes to strip clubs and doesn't play defense. And then Kevin Durant is the I like softest that, though. That's funny. superstar. Kevin Durant <laughs> is the softest superstar in the history of American sports. Like, tell me someone who's, like, softer and, like, talks to fans on Twitter. Like, you're just – you're a loser.
0: Eric Ebron.
1: Yeah, okay, that's actually good. Eric Ebron. Eric you're
0: Ebron's your right. 1A, 1B with Kevin Durant. Yeah, well, Kevin Durant's also like the
2: uh, top 15 player of all time, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Colin, have I ever I'll tell you – No, no, I'll go ahead, Rabs. My bad.
0: Well, I'll tell you why I hate the I hate the Nets. I I tell this story all the time. Back when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys remember, you're a little bit younger than me. I used to watch piston games where the final score would be 82 to 76. Yeah, Jason Kidd, Kenny Martin, Richard Jefferson. That that those Nets teams at Lawrence Frank were good. Those are the games that I used to watch as a kid. So now I sit here and watch these games that end 144 to 112. And the team's down by 50 points at half, and everyone gets to turn it off. The Brooklyn Nets embody everything that I think is wrong with the NBA these days. It's I hate like the way Bill they Simmons, play. Dude. I don't Bill Simmons is a legend. I appreciate that. I hate <laughs> the way they play. I hate the players on their team. I think it's just so gimmicky that they roll out, they got Babs is like, you no,
2: know what it was good that water bottle got thrown at him. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: No I think anyone anyone that loses their top like that and tries to interact with players by throwing things at them should never be allowed to watch a sporting event live ever again. but to my point oh, yeah I mean I don't, yeah. these Whatever. players on this team I James Harden I can't stand. I think he's they these between James Harden and Kyrie Irving I don't know how anyone enjoys playing for this team. Like anyone other like else sick. in the Brooklyn Nets, they're they're two of the worst teammates you could have. they, they everyone lights on. What are you talking? How much a bad teammate? Who, James Harden? Because no, he doesn't, I, he, he doesn't
2: play defense He takes Houston, 1, Houston, 1, shots Houston, a thousand shots. Like this year in Houston, and he was super demanding, but like playing with James Harden on the floor, he's one of the best passers in the league.
1: Whatever. Chris Paul hated him.
0: I can't, I cannot stand. Everyone James hates Harden. Chris Paul too, Trent. No, I love Chris Paul. I want <laughs> Chris Paul to win a ring. That's fair. I not not think he like, played Brooklyn likes Bruce Ball. No. Who knows? No. it was a, a sticky sitch. My point is, Kevin Durant is the biggest crybaby in professional sports. Hit, how, yeah, why don't you I go know. put some shots up? Why don't you go put some shots up as opposed to making six different after this a bum to, ar- to argue with? P- I know, I know he's Yo, obviously Collins, one of the best Collins, players that's the ever.
1: point. That's the point. That should be beneath you if you're Kevin Durant. Like, you don't, yeah, keep- it's such a joke, yeah. I don't know, like, like my no, little brother, LeBron, like arguing when, with P- so when LeBron Instagram.
2: does the whole, I'm gonna walk off the bench in five minutes and do all this, he super gets patty treatment, stuff he's dirt and, and, and do all the clutch stuff. It's all calculated. But when KD does similar stuff, it's him a It's private.
1: it's not in the same arena. Kevin Durant is scrolling on Twitter with six burner accounts. accounts. With <laughs> six burner accounts yelling at little 12-year-old boys. Like that's what Kevin Durant does. And and I'm not I'm not saying he's and a And He bum. puts up 30 and like, 10. Yes, he's, like, he's obviously not a bum.
0: No one's saying I'm he's a bum. Don't let Kyle I don't put under,
2: I don't on. understand his argument. I fine. You don't like Kevin Durant. I'm yeah. I get, I get your point now. I don't. We don't need to go into a deep like KD thing. Can't
0: stand okay. KD. I think James Harden is a bum. And I, I that's and still, I the hate one I don't Kyrie get. Irving. I can
2: get you not liking KD or Kyrie. James Harden, like whatever.
0: Like, I hate Kyrie Irving. I, it's fine. I scumbag. I, I, get, that. I get that he's, he's just a, a scumbag. And I hate I the fact, the act of like, oh, I don't have to come to – I don't have to show up for work nine days in a row. You are want to tell me Kyrie's a good teammate? The guy didn't come to – he didn't show yeah, up for half like the him. season. That's
2: like the thing. Yeah, and you it, tell me he's not a good teammate, but they all like him, Rabs.
1: Rabs, honestly, Rabs. He, he doesn't show up for nine it. days, and it's conveniently the nine days, like his birthday's in that stretch. He just doesn't show yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking long. time
0: for my family. Dude, give me a break. Wait, I played Rabs, that card before. Bottom I know line, we we're
2: going really long and not talking about Detroit stuff. But uh, bottom
0: line, I hate the Nets. <laughs> I hope they lose in three, and I think that I want the Suns. That's four. my team is the Suns. Okay, Thank I think great.
2: I would. I want I want the Bucks or the Sixers because I love Embiid. But um, um, Rabs, you said this in the chat. The Mark Shifley hit. You just had suspended four games. If anyone can yes. see it. Did you – I don't think we discussed it in the chat. You just saying that was like one of the biggest, the biggest
0: hit you've ever saw. Well, okay, first we of all – You don't have to argue that,
2: but what's it called? Clean or
0: dirty? I I don't understand why he's suspended four games. Okay, so, Collins, I appreciate you bringing this up because I know we just spent a lot of – thank you very much for bringing this up. I want to talk about it for a bit. So, if you if you're not a hockey person – I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I get it. I would implore you because that's like the one thing about hockey too. It's just kind of human nature. You like seeing people like get like decapitated metaphorically on, you know, everyone likes watching those videos of big NFL hits and big NHL hits and all that stuff. You know what I mean? This hit Mark Shifley at the end of the game on Jake Evans is probably the biggest hit I've ever seen in 23 years of watching and playing hockey now as colin said there is some controversy as to if the hit was clean or dirty i'm gonna try to paint the picture for everyone as far as how this hit goes down well i think
2: everyone's seen it okay
0: so then i won't i won't pick i won't paint the picture then go watch the clip i don't have time to paint the picture go go watch the clip my thought process is this jake evans obviously with an empty net somehow beats everyone on winnipeg down the ice to go get this puck he beats the icing great, right? He picks the puck up. Now, some people are saying that when you pick the puck up in the far corner, why don't you just turn back and wait for your teammates to enter the zone? Why don't you just eat it in the corner and kill time? I don't need to hear any of that. He's carrying the puck with his momentum to wrap around the net, and he's going to put it in and seal a game. Totally get it. Now, the reason why I say this was probably the hardest hit I've ever seen is is because Mark Scheifele comes flying in from out of nowhere and runs Jake Evans over to the point where this guy almost does a backflip. He gets hit so hard. So as far as the hit being clean or dirty, number one, a lot of people are like, you got to play with your head up. I get that to an extent. If I'm Jake Evans and I'm picking that puck up around the back of the net, not once did he pick his head up and see where he was getting pressure. And but look like you're going for a wraparound. That's it. He knows exactly what he's doing. I'm tucking this puck in. If I get hit, I get hit. It is what it is. But the point here about this being clean or dirty, number one, no one can say that this was a late hit because it was not the puck was going in that. I think the puck left his stick and was traveling into the net as Shifley hit him. So it's not a late hit. Number two, Scheifele did not leave his feet prior to contact. You can't sell me on that either. Now, when you hit someone flying from the other end of the ice, your body does naturally come up off the air. I get that. So anyone that says like, oh, well, look at the freeze frame. His feet are off the ice. You're an idiot. His feet were on the ice when he made the hit. Number three, the principal point of contact from all the angles I've seen were right through his chest. I think the check itself was a textbook hockey check. Now, where I think this is a dirty play... And I don't necessarily – number one, I've said number one a thousand times. Here's a separate number. This is one C. One C is that when you look at the rule of charging, and they gave Mark Scheifele a five-minute major and a ten-minute misconduct for charging, which I think, in my honest to God, I think is the right call because I think of how brutal the hit was, where he came from, and the result being in an injury. Charging all these hockey people on Twitter – keep bringing up this point of he didn't take three steps because I, I don't know if the rule changed, but at least when I was playing, you always used to hear you can't take more than three steps to go check a guy. Now, the way that the rule is written again, I have no idea if it's changed or not, but the way the rule is written is it's all about distance traveled in the distance that Mark Scheifele traveled to make that hit I don't know where he was in the zone at the time when the puck scored it out, but he at least ran half the length of the ice. And yes, he, he coasted in, he coasted into the hit, starting at like between the hash marks and top of the circle, but it doesn't matter. He ran all that way to make that hit. And when you watch the freeze frame of Jake Evans, putting that puck in the net, Mark Scheifele had zero interest And playing the puck and I totally get the sentiment of all you're trying to do is, is, is eliminate the man, right? Whether you go through a stick, I don't know what people expected. Like Shifley was going to skate all the way to the post and put the brakes on and lift his stick. And I get, I get the reason why the hit was made, but in that situation, when there's less than a minute left, I get you're trying to save the game, but that is way too far to travel to make that hit immediately. I, I, it was just, it was a scary so you hit. you like the four-game suspension? I don't, I think the four-game suspension was ridiculous. I that's think right. Okay, that's, that's like the point.
2: I, I think it's crazy to me that the fact that the, I think, was it Gallagher? Whoever it was, for the Canadians that basically was like, well, they're basically like, yeah, if Shripley goes on the ice, we're going to shoot him with an AK-47. That's what well, they made it seem so, in the presser. They're like, yeah, we, we're going to have anthrax in his stick- like in his stick tape if he sees the ice I think it it's was uh NHL, it's like okay
0: we need to suspend this guy that's why they suspended him well i so i guess back to the hit for a second and then I'll address that it's just one of those things where it was a bang bang play to the point where like Shifley was not going to pull up. It was just a matter of circumstance If he's trying to back check he's
2: trying to fuck him up. They were about to lose the game. He's trying to send a message. Okay. That's well,
0: happened. that's a, the, the point that you just made is where I think people are on the fence because I look at that and go, he's trying, he's trying to back check and get back in the play. That's very obvious, but the point know. that you just said about he, you know, he's trying to lay him out, that's I what was, I agree yeah. with. I think that he he came down the ice and when he saw Jake Evans turn up around the net, he was like I'm running through this guy and ruining his night. Just whether it's a message, message
2: this is game one, set the tone for game two.
0: That's literally it it factually was a charge. So it's back to your point. Do I think that four games was appropriate? Absolutely not. He is not a repeat offender. I know it looked horrible and it, it was a heavy, heavy hit. As Paul Maurice said, which is coach speak for a violent hit. And I feel terrible because Jake Evans has has had a history of concussion problems. So I feel terrible on that point. And I, it sounds like he's doing okay. And he didn't spend the night in the hospital, which is great. But the only thing that was dirty about that by the rules was the distance traveled. So based on the rules, it was a charge. Yes. I think a game to max would have been fine because of how violent it was. And it was completely unnecessary to unload on the hit like he did, but to your point, Collins, uh, Joel Edmondson was the one that was like, the league's going to take care of it, and that's what everyone says now because you don't want to shoot your mouth off and get in trouble with the league and get fined. Everyone says the league will handle it. I don't want to comment, but Joel Edmondson made the comment. He said it was a dirty hit, which, again, was it dirty? In my Yeah, unnecessary. I think it was a dirty play. It was a charge. It was unnecessary. You don't run a guy like that at that point in the game, but the hit was made, and then Joel Edmondson makes the comment – Of if he comes back in this series, which they he might not. If if Montreal takes these next three games in a row, you're not gonna see Mike Mark Shifley back in this lineup, which sucks for Winnipeg because he is their best player. But then Joel Edmondson makes the comment of we're gonna make his life miserable when he comes back. And I get that. That's that's the code. Like that's yeah, no, I get that, but that's why they
2: suspended him. There's no reason why they didn't suspend him, because they're like, okay. We don't want this to be a shit
0: show for four. Well, days. they, they, the NHL had to, like, they had to give yeah, him a Yeah, but give him, like, a game. A game.
1: Yeah, I I, like I, I, I said, yeah, a, a game or two would have been fine. Him.
0: A game or two, the only thing he, again, distance traveled. The, 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 the contact and the principal point of contact, it was all clean to me. It was just an unnecessary hit. It was a heavy hit on a player that was relatively defenseless. I don't care if it's head's up or not. You, you ran a guy from the other end of the ice. And when you, when you, again, you see that freeze frame of Evans putting the puck in Shifley ain't looking at the puck. He's eliminating the man. And maybe in the back of his mind, he's like, if I hit this guy hard enough, he won't be able to, to squirt the puck in, but he did. And at that point you can't really stop. So I don't know if he was, if he was suspended for two games, four games, five games, the moment that Mark Shifley is back on the ice, I don't care how much time has passed. I don't care if, Mark Scheifele gets suspended to the point where they're only seeing each other in a game seven, he's going to get his ass beat. It just is what it is. Like that's just it's hockey. And I would like to think that they're not going to, it won't be a cheap shot. It won't be a knee. It won't be a hit from behind. As soon as he gets on the ice, I don't, whoever Montreal wants to send out to square up with them, that's, it is what it is. And he might, he might have to fight two three times that night Scheifele, especially if Evans is really, I don't think Evans will, I'd be shocked if he returned this series based on, his his previous uh history with concussions but whatever that's our NHL talk that was it was just when I saw that hit I was sitting in my living room by myself watching this game and I watched the hit live and I stood up and I went oh my god I I it was like the most violent thing because that's what they're trying to get out of the game right that those open ice hits they're trying to remove those from the game because they're dangerous and I get it but it is hockey. It is a high collision sport. It's, it's, it's the fastest sport in the world, maybe besides like uh formula one racing. Who knows? I don't know. I need some saber metrics on that, but it's just the game man. and it's tough to see a guy get hurt like that. And it's scary. Cause you know, I've been on the ice where I've seen guys be in trouble like that before and they bring the stretcher out and it looked like he was, I, I thought he was like dead. I, he didn't move like for a very long time. So glad to hear he's okay. But yeah. What NHL playoffs, man! Oh my, they, we got Vegas and Colorado tonight. Oh my God, these well, guys! I mean, Colorado is a like a legit juggernaut. I feel I I have Vegas to win the cup. This is, in my opinion, the best series that you're going to get to see all playoffs. Probably, I mean, I guess aside from the Stanley Cup final, but Vegas actually held their own after the first game. I was texting my buddy who we we joined a bracket pool together, and we we had Vegas to win the cup. As I said. And I was like, dude, we just made the wrong pick. This is this is us picking Illinois to win the tournament all over again. Like, we just clearly yeah, picked you just, the team that wasn't you, the best. You
2: saw, like, Kofi Coburn in the pick and roll one time. You're like, oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly. Like, oh, Brandon Norris is torturing us right yeah. now.
0: So, the first game was brutal. But Vegas actually – I think Vegas dominated the second and third period of that second Colorado game. But – you know Colorado, that offense, man. You get a you get a kind of a crappy slashing call to go on the PK and overtime, and they bury because they have probably the best offensive uh, group in the in the game right now. So a lot of good hockey left, a lot of good basketball left too. Go Suns. But yes, yeah, so let's get to uh, let's get to some Detroit sports. Um, not much today. Um, we'll we'll briefly talk about the Wings. Um, we'll talk about some Dan Campbell stuff and these rumors swirling about the Lions signing Todd Gurley. But first. Uh, With the Tigers, Collins, you have a – would you call it a hot take? Uh, Sort of.
2: I. So, what's it called? Probably about three weeks ago, it was like full steam, like Avila's a bum. He hasn't done a great job, and he hasn't. He has not done a good job as the Tigers GM. And it's like, where are we in this rebuild? We're five years there. Are we even close? And my thing is – Yes, five years should be long enough for your team to be competitive. And the Tigers generally are not there yet. They have no hitting. They just like factually don't. But like, and then like, and I think people, the last like three weeks, or I think people were like, in two years, is this team even going to be good? I honestly, the developments of the last three weeks with Casey Mize coming into his own, he pitched another great start last night against the Chicago White Sox, gave up three hits. Basically three runs, all homers. They like basically gave up, had three bad pitches, all left of the yard. That was all he did yesterday. And it's a really good lineup in the Chicago White Sox. And then Scoobles kind of came along. Um, Turnbulls looked really nice. Um, Fulmer in the his narrow hasn't been that bad. Um, you've seen Willie Castro improve a little bit, but like the guys in the organization, like a Derrick Hills had a nice month for the Mud Hens. He just got called up. You've seen Torkelson kind of turn around. He hits a 440-foot home run last, last night. Dainler, the the catcher they took out of Ohio State looks like a stud. And I know they're playing in high A ball, and this is like, you don't want me to go crazy. Riley Green's had a nice year. It looks like he could be a really good two-way player defensively and offensively. Like, is the Tigers' rebuild like that in bad shape? I don't think it is. I truly don't think it is. I don't, I don't could,
1: think it is either. Think, it's more just like. No,
2: no, 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 no. And I think people are right in the fact that you can want a Vila's job, but you could it, also say, like, this team's probably going to be really good in the next two years.
1: No, I think it, I think we've reached that point, Collins. Like, I agree with you. I think it's more. Well, I don't think heavy. anyone says it. They're like, oh, well, if this guy maybe hits, that's like, because I it think they have the to do coming. It's only because it took six years to get to this point. I think that's why people are just fed up. Like I agree with no, you. No, I think they the- should
2: be. And it's yeah. the trades in the free agent moves and yeah. not so willing that's to why spend mistakes. Yeah. Like I think people need to also admit that this team probably in a year or two, if God forbidding no major injuries happen is probably going to be set up pretty well because the Miguel Cabrera contracts are going to come off after next year. And if they're in the perfect position, then you probably got Torkelson coming up the year after probably got Dingler coming up. You probably got green already up there. And, and I don't know what you do in free agency with all the money you're going to have. Like, I don't think that's crazy. I know they're going to have to pay Mize because I, I don't know what his term length was because he got up to the big leagues so quickly, but um, yeah, you're going to have to pay Mize. But other than that, like you have to pay candy. I don't think that's going to be a huge deal. Like, know what I mean? Like, I they're gonna have a ton of money, and they're gonna have a pretty good young proper of players. I just, I don't think people are talking enough. Like, yeah, the last five years have sucked balls, but like, put it in perspective for the next two years. And I know it sucks that we still have to wait because we shouldn't. But I really think this organization, as at a whole, like their timeline is set up very well.
1: I don't disagree at all, and I actually think that like. Seeing the way this team has played, counts. Was it three weeks ago that you said you think they'll play 500 ball the rest of the way? Yes. Yeah, and and I they pretty much been doing. it.
2: They, they were game over in August. Not yeah. August. What was the day? Was that August?
1: It was, it was May.
0: May? I don't know what fuck, uh, dude. What August. what month? What what <laughs> month do you think it is? I don't know. God
1: damn. It. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I, I agree. I don't have a ton to add, but like, was that counts. August? <laughs> Despite despite the fact that oh this team can't hit they like they still they'll have anomaly games. No they
2: have, they have no bats. No consistent yeah. bats other than Candy.
1: Yeah, but they'll still win like 10-7 or Robbie Grossman will walk it off sometimes and it's Grossman's just has
2: been really good. He really has been.
1: He has. My point is just that like the the team if they didn't go through that awful stretch where they scored like 9 runs in 12 games like they're, they're not horrible. They're, they're a 500 team. Like they're, they're over
2: set This starting pitching staff is good.
1: It just is. And Boyd has
2: regressed, but it's good. It's still good staff.
1: Yep. Agree. I don't have anything major
2: to add. I just, I, I just think people like you can't, like, I agree Avila shouldn't be the guy making decisions as this team in the next two years have opportunities. Like, Hey, maybe we dole out a bunch of money to go get, like, one of these shortstops, like Trevor Story or Corey Seager. I get that. But at the same time, you can be like, I kind of like the way this sets up for the next couple of years for this team. Long term, long term, short term, it still sucks. Because on a day-to-day basis, you're like, do we have anyone who can hit the ball out of the infield? Like, I I mean, or get the ball in play. I get that. So, I don't know. I mean,
0: so (laughs) – in answering in answering your question, I think that I need to take a step back, and I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring in the residual angst I have for all the coulda, shoulda, wouldas as far as the re- return that we didn't get in trades or the guys like Frankie Perez who are supposed to be something who's been nothing because he's been hurt. So I'm gonna try my best to move past that. And if you want to have the conversation about what this team looks like, as far as the roster that's playing major league baseball right now, and the guys that you mentioned that are playing minor league baseball that you would think and expect, and you should see in the next few years to be completely honest with you, I really just don't see it. And and the reason why I say that is because look at a guy like Willie Castro, who got his first real crack last year and played, you know, tremendously at the plate. And now he's batting what, 217. So a guy like that, I, I bring a guy like that up because when you eventually see Riley green and Spencer Torkelson and Dingler, Dinkler, or whatever. And when Daz Cameron comes up, you I don't expect those guys from based on what I've seen from the guys that were in their position when they first got their crack, I I just don't see a a scenario where like Riley green comes up and he's batting 300. And so is Torkelson. And so is Dingler. And all I I I get that. I have no reason to believe that. And, and, but looking at the rest of the roster, I I, I'll go through like their roster scopes, not a part of the future. He won't be here beyond this year. Robbie Grossman, I think has to be here for another year or two. I, I can't, I, I have no interest watching him play. Wilson Ramos won't be here. Miggy's like Miggy is this version of Miggy, and it's what you got for the rest of his career. Nico Goodrum is embarrassing to watch in the field. Like Eric Haas, Jacoby Jones, but they don't have anyone on this roster that like means anything to me besides
1: Jamer, and besides well, like maybe yes, Padu, who's batting two
0: forty one. I think I, the
1: point Collins is making called? is the pitching staff is great, and then the fact that you do have a couple of young guys like. Five Finally, then, like, they have, have money something, yeah. And then they're they gonna have really money.
2: do have so, money. Like, I,
1: of, go ahead.
2: No, 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 I cut you off, TV. Go, well, you're,
1: you're good. I was just gonna say, in terms of like the product on the field this year, Rabs, I completely agree with you. I think Colin's point is more just like going forward. I think, I think people-
2: that people are so snap by the fact that Justin Verlaner is like the only homegrown guy, and Cassiano's to a way lesser extent, that has kind of panned out that everyone is so shell-shocked to believe that this farm system that is ranked top five won't actually pan out. Like, I really – like, maybe some of these high-class guys don't pan out. Guess what? Daz Cameron is raking in AAA right now. And I – know what I mean? Like, they, there's other guys. I just think – I think people are so shell-shocked to the David DeBrow Sierra and stuff like that. Where it's like – and, I mean, factually, the Tigers have not had great development in their minor league system. They just haven't. They're not historically great doing that, it's, which is fair. But, like, I think it's too, too overdone at this point that people are to the point where it's like Torkelson's a boss, this guy's a boss. I think they're going to be fine. I really do. I just – I think these some of these guys are going to hit. And I, I I don't think that's a hot take. No, I just say no. I think people need to be more optimistic about the future because – I it, mean – like, people, like, Torkelson was batting, like, 150 after two weeks, and people are like, this guy's a bum. Get him out of here. Like, why we wasted number one pick on him. People were already giving up on Mize after, I think, like, 20 starts because he couldn't find his fast forward location. Now he looks like one of the best young pitchers in baseball. I'm just saying. I, I Like, and you're right, Ravs. this lineup, there's a lot of guys who are like, no, thank you. On the roster right now, the only guys I'm willing to, like, protect right now are Candy. I would still lump in Willie Castro because I still think there's are sure. so- Willie Castro, I think there's something still there with the bat. Like, last night, he makes an error, and then he hits a home run on the first pitch of the next inning. That was fucking awesome. And he was so pissed at himself, he didn't even look at the home run. Like, that was awesome. I love that. Badu, I mean, he couldn't hit for a month, but other than that, he's been pretty solid. And then trying to think who else. Like Candy Badu, Haas, I, I like Haas going forward, I've seen a lot from him at the plate. Say what you want about Jake Rogers. I like the way he catches the game. I really do. And I think Dingler, if he's going to be your guy of the future, you could still roll Jake Rogers defensively because I'd rather see myself catch catching Wilson Ramos catch with his oven mitt on um, basically behind the plate. So I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I just, I think there's a lot of just like, it's not a doom and gloom. And I know I'm usually like this with the lions because it like, and, and this is a fair point. It's never really happened in a lot. The Tigers organization, it's up really like JV. I just, I think, like, there's going to be a scenario in two years where it's like, wow, the Tigers have all this talent. Like, it, like
0: I, I really think that could happen. Dude, I I sure hope so. And the reason why I do is because if, if they, and you talk about having money, and obviously the Tigers do. It has they roll to low, But the reason why that you, and to a certain extent, Collins, as far as like the lifetime, like our lifetime of guys, of, of Tigers teams that have been good, as you said, like the only guy that comes to mind is like JV of guys that were like, we drafted and like was in the system and worked his way up. Like, like he's obviously the most notable guy and he's a great guy to, to, to hang your hat on. But all these teams that have been good for the Tigers are guys that you've pulled from, free agency and from trades and i and it this rebuild the whole point of this was to try to build from the inside out acquire acquire young players develop them draft well with your high draft picks because you stink and you and as i just met you just mentioned jamer Condelario and willie castro two guys that aren't tigers guys they came over and trade which i don't really care about that much but if those are the only two guys that you want to protect from, a, from a, a batting lineup, that's. I get what you're saying because Riley Green and Daz Cameron and Spencer Torkelson and Dingler are, are three or four guys that are more exciting to me than Dawell Lugo and Sergio Alcantara and Travis DeMerrick. I'm excited to see these guys. My point being is that I'm not giving up on anyone because these guys are playing like single A, double A ball. That's just stupid. But you got to fill all these holes in the roster, and it's like we we're it's like we're starting over again. Once these guys come up, well, Torkelson's young; he's got to get his at bats. Green's only been up here for a couple months; he's got to get his at bats. So it's like we're just going in this in this revolt, this circle of. But this vicious cycle of well, we got these young prospects that we got from trades, and let's roll the balls out. And oh wait, God, these guys actually suck, and let's pull in all these stopgap guys that I gotta watch. But hey, we got guys in the future coming up. So when Riley Green and Daz Cameron comes up, and after six months, Daz Cameron's batting one seventy eight, and we're right back here again. So optimistic, no. Well, but I get
2: okay, we've actually seen some like progressions finally in the rebuild. Like I think people are acting like Mize and Struble not being. Like, Mize and Skrubal look good. They do. Like, Skrubal's had a setback, but, like, Mize looks like he has, like, figured it out. Like, this has, like, been five or six straight starts for Mize. Like, that's yep. a he's big hit. Better. That's Correct. that's an actual, like, semblance of the rebuild. It's not like – like, he's a cornerstone piece. It's not like a Jamer Candelario, Raps, where you're right, where you, like, see Jamer hit 280 and you're like, he's hitting 280, but, like, no power, like – he could be a nice piece. He could be like the sixth or seventh best player on a winning team, but like that's not going to get you anywhere. A guy like Casey Mize can get you somewhere. And I'm just saying, sure. I think people are being, little oh, mum is the word. They're like optimistic just for the fact that they hate Al Avila so much to realize that there actually has been some progressions in this Tigers rebuild.
1: Yeah. My, my final point on this is just that I think we can all debate over what percent of the blame is on Al Avila. And we've talked about that. A lot of it. There's no reason to talk about it. He 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 needs to lose his job. Like I, I agree with you, Collins, and I agree with you, Rabs. Like the product on the field right now is frustrating, but the future does look bright. Just sucks that it took six years to get to that point, and that's on your general manager, in my opinion. So there you go. That that's that's just kind of yep. where I see it going.
2: Yep. I don't. That's it. Totally I I think he should not have his job after this year. I truly believe that. I'm just yeah. saying, like, it doesn't erase the fact that I. I it's weird because I'm in the middle because I'm like, I'm very optimistic about the future, but if Alavillos here, I know they're not going to go out and actually make a play for a shortstop. So
1: that's the thing. I it's the free it's... agency more so than like the drafting and stuff.
2: Because... Well, what's it called? If they don't go out for a shortstop this year, you might as well fold up the franchise. You might as well, because that is like literally
1: a position in need
2: and all literally you have the money to do it. So I don't know. Go ahead. Guys. Take this on yep. the nuts
0: point. All right. Well, also great sweep against the Yankees. Love beating the Yankees. The Yankees. Into my so pop-up. Bad. Pop-up I, they really like throwing games that series. <laughs> well, good sweep. Nonetheless, um, quick point here before we move into some lions talk, I know we got to kind of wrap things up quickly. I, I, shout out to me for moving this, the time of recording six different times yesterday, and now we're crunched against a one thirty meeting I have. So here we go. We're rolling. Um, Red Wings get the sixth overall pick that NHL draft lottery was the other night, probably one of the most boring and biggest waste of time that I have experienced in recent memory, just 30 minutes of every team getting the exact pick they were projected to get based on. Would have been nice last year. Yep. Except Anaheim moved back one and Seattle moved up to number two. Um, But yeah, no kidding. Would have been nice last year to just, let teams pick where they finish. So Red Wings get the sixth overall pick. Steve Eisman made a good point. There's no sense in getting worked up over it. It's, it's usually very rare to move up. You weren't moving up from six to one or two. I hate to tell you, but to not move back for the first time in like a decade feels very nice. So sixth pick it is, we will talk about prospects. We will talk about the expansion draft, all that stuff coming up, but um, there is a quick piece in the Lions we want to talk about. Dan Campbell's been getting some hate today in the media. Yeah. Trent, would you like to explain more?
1: <laughs> well, okay, so I will. I will just lay this out. I'll paint the picture as Rabs likes to say. Dan Campbell came to a press conference the other day wearing an IndyCar helmet because he's going to be the Grand Marshal at the Detroit Grand Prix. So he's involved in the community and he's fired up about it. Now I get it. Maybe you don't wear a helmet to the press conference. Maybe that's a little unprofessional. But the fact that I gotta listen to Callen Cowherd and joy taylor ripped dan campbell for 10 minutes <laughs> just just that irks me because their biggest point is that you have to earn the right to be goofy shut the, yeah, hell earn up. the right to wear a you're, helmet you're yeah. basically saying that you need to prove yourself before this stuff can go under the radar and like cowherd how about you give him a chance to win some games before you just automatically write him off I know it's the Lions, but it's something different, dude. It's not the bullshit Patricia buttoned up, hat on backwards, won't shave his beard, pencil behind his ear, even though you factually can't write with pencil on a laminated game sheet, whatever. Yeah, sit up, please. My, my up, thing please. is just it makes me sick that they're trying to loop in Dan Campbell with Matt Patricia. Give him a chance. Like the fa- and, and I love that the Lions are getting, like, press, by the way. any 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 press is good press. But if you make an anti-Matt Patricia in a lab, it would be Dan Campbell. So just give him a chance. Like, stop. Well, stop. The thing Hit about it, every little thing. Like they wanted- he, he did not say he wants a lion. He was not serious when he said he wants a lion at the training facility. But the media, yeah. take- he was on fucking pardon my take. And if you know anything about that yeah, show, so dumb. it's the best sports show in America. If you know anything about that show, it's it's jokes dude and for the, the you're you are i got nothing you're wasting time if called. you're talking about dan campbell with an indycar helmet on a national radio show it just it it irks me so much
2: i'll make i'll make this quick tv but like your season ticket holder and what's it called She's like, i just want bet like the best thing for lions fans TB, I, I, what percentage of the season ticket holders like what Dan Campbell is saying with the lion behind the kicker and the, in the helmet on at the presser or the guy with the pencil and thinks he's a nuclear scientist? And yeah. Matt, Patricia, sure. like Dan Campbell is like basically he might as well just hang out with Detroit Don in gridiron and have like yes. ten Miller whites Because it's the like, thing is, the bottom line, line I just I- want better for Lions fans. Guess what? They're, like, if we're gonna suck, at least we're gonna have fun. Like I don't get like hey whatever I don't know yeah that's, uh, and, and that's
1: my last point on I, Campbell is just that like it, it dude I think the general consensus is it does not matter if you just win and I know they're not gonna win this year I'm talking about just like this 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 realm he got six years on his contract so you just have to chill out a little bit here like if it translates to wins I don't care if he dyes his hair green and shows up the press conferences like you. That's, that's just my point. And the fact that people are so quick to criticize and jump on this guy just because he's having a little fun and he's trying to get involved in the community and embrace Detroit and have the fans actually maybe like him a little bit here and there, as opposed to Patricia telling reporters to sit up when he's oh six six and one or whatever the hell we were two years ago. That's, that's it. And and do we want to talk about Todd Gurley real quick before Rebs has to bounce for his meeting?
0: We can. I, my, my last piece is, my two cents here of the, the Dan Campbell thing, Colin Coward is the biggest joke <laughs> that exists in sports media. He is such a loser. Let me I don't
2: tell even you. know who
0: I don't even know who Joy Taylor is. Colin Coward is such a bum. I hate that guy. I hate him. He's got like no one – who likes – Colin Coward, really? I know a lot of
1: people
2: sneaky do. That's like the thing. I always say that too, Ravs. I'm like, who listens to them? But like Either, if yeah, I, like TV. I mean, me and Ravs are from southeastern like Metro Detroit, so like
1: Bellani. TV,
2: you don't have a lot of local radio up there, right? So like people listen yeah. to Coward a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got the huge show. I love him, by the way, but that, that's it. I mean, like, yeah, it's like whatever,
0: covered. dude. To, to to make to make the comment. Like it's not like the guys out like we again as you said Trent we just endured three to four years of a guy that would show up to a press conference and read off of like a pamphlet and tell reporters to yeah. sit up and hundred and fifty like pounds Dan overweight. Campbell yeah. Dan Campbell has has brought more excitement to this franchise than anything that has happened on the field or off the field anywhere near that Ford Field building in the last decade. So Colin, shut up yeah find a different angle dude no, like and, that's and just, a, it must have been a slow day to be talking about dan campbell's attire sure. at a press
1: conference that's what i'm saying I, it's it's ridiculous and if you if you watched the show which i know neither one of you guys did it's fine he he like the graphics packages switched over to the next topic and he talked about dan campbell for an extra like five minutes like he was unhinged about it like the fa- i don't know i don't know we're wasting my breath at this point but that's all that's all
0: Correct. Let's uh, yeah. Todd Gurley real quick. Um, Obviously there's been some rumors swirling that he, it, it they're going to sign him. I mean, there's been rumors about they've, they've been talking, they're close to signing him. And then I think Dan Campbell made some comment of, even if we do sign Todd, it's not going to affect the the backfield or whatever. And, and, and I think Todd Gurley is way past his prime. I know he's been banged up in the past, but he does not have the juice that he once did. Um, I think it's funny after the Atlanta thing that happened last year that he uh, could be a lion, but whatever, man. I, I think Todd, Todd Gurley brings enough of a skill set that maybe they can use him in certain circumstances. But I, 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 I will not watch this team take carries away from DeAndre Swift to give the ball to Todd Gurley. I won't do it. Well, I, I don't so think that's the. Can I can sign up. Great. Don't all right, carry. baby.
2: Twenty-five carries for the
0: girl, man. They if, should look, still if, have if carry on else, Johnson.
1: If nothing else, he's a threat. And, like, we talk about how Jared Goff is so good in play action and all this stuff. Like, and, and this team, granted, it's probably more so in the wide receiver room, they lack skill players. So it's like if, if you want to just throw Gurley back there and just see what happens, like, Swift is going to be the bell cow guy. Williams might be, like, your third down guy. I don't know. He's pretty good at pass pro. But it's, it's just I – don't, I don't see how you could it's, – it's a win-win situation. Like, it's a can't lose situation. Anthony Lynn likes to spread the offense – uh yeah i don't know and, and like you say rabs he probably won't even like stay healthy or be a major part of the team but, seriously yeah, they, they cut john atkins so they freed up the roster spot and it sounds like it's gonna happen we're just kind of waiting on it now but i don't have a strong opinion on it like i don't hate it deandre swift will be like the main guy that's just it's gonna happen so it's all good really had a
2: super weird NFL career He literally went from being like the franchise in LA to being like
0: okay you're done just like immediately.
1: That's the that's the modern mold for running backs, dude. It's bizarre. I know
0: it's crazy. Do we have a time for a quick trifecta? A four we, minute trifecta trend. We
1: can we can rip through some questions, yes, if you'd like. But could it be off, Trent's Uno. It.
0: Trent's Uno.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Trent's Trent's Uno. I like that, Collins. Um, first, I mean, we already talked about this a little bit, but who are you rooting for to root? Who are you rooting for to win the NBA title now that LeBron has lost?
0: Suns. Bucks probably. Not Nets. Anyone with the Nets. Suns. Is Luke still percent. in it? The Mavs still in it?
1: Yes. They Utah a winning tonight. would be very funny. That would Suns. be funny, especially after D. D- Wade bottom. No
2: one would care. Everyone would forget about it. Who it cares? Who
1: cares? Second who cares? question. In light of the Tigers sweeping the Yanks, who is your favorite MLB team to beat?
2: Yankees or Red Sox. I used to I like mean. the Red Sox. I my cousin was doing me shit for this over like the weekend when we went up north. He said, "I think you mentioned Fever Pitch every like podcast." The best. I was like, "I like the Red Sox after Fever Pitch." Sorry, I did, it's but I best. hate them now after like 2013. So Yankees, Red Sox, and then
0: White Sox and Indians.
1: Indians is my number one. Is that crazy? That's cool. Yeah. No, hey, what's no, the one, what's the I what's I your favorite team Sox. to beat?
0: And Collins Collins rattles off half the league. What
2: <laughs> Indians, dude? The White Sox till this day are my least favorite team in the Central.
0: I Indians by far. I words. I I love beating the Indians.
2: The I thing about, I feel like the Tigers are so much better than the Indians when they were like sort of competing for the division, and then the tables just flipped immediately, and the Indians were just crushing the Tigers. Like in my lifetime, the like the team that I hated the most was the White Sox. I just like the Paul Trinerkos, Jermaine Dice, Even now, like Moncada hitting that home run off of Mize yesterday, like basically in the dirt. I just like wanted to like throw my phone at the the TV. I don't know.
1: I hate the White Sobs. That's fair. That's fair. I just – mine is the I words as well. I just wanted to –
2: I hate the whole Central. No secret. I hate Kansas City too. Next
0: next question. Final
1: question. Final question. This is unreal. I forgot what it was. Oh, no. That's terrible. It was good. It was a good question. I forgot it. I forgot it. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Favorite Fox Sports – excuse me. Favorite Valley Sports Detroit anchor. I, I've, I've I said this many times. John Keating, goat.
0: Uh, um, um uh, Ken Daniels. Is, is an is he an anchor? Ken no, Daniels. that doesn't count. He's like the play-by-play guy. Uh, best anchor. Uh,
2: um, John Keating, baby. Detroit's dad. I love Grant Long, Fimo. Fimo. Grant Long. Grant Long. for the Pistons is the most random thing ever, but I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> so <laughs> He's awesome. All right, that's all an Eastern legend. Love that guy.
0: All right, we're done here, folks. That's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. Subscribe, download, do what you got to do. We appreciate it. New episodes every single week. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.